0: It was the day before Thanksgiving, and all through the town, many people have left, and others are in renown? Charlottesville Community Engagement is not known for couplets, but perhaps it's time to start a tradition anyway. In any case, it's November 22nd, and there are only so many days left to catch up on stories that still await to be written this year. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I guess I'd better get to writing. On today's program, the first bills have been filed for the 2024 General Assembly. Riverbend Development will take a little more time to develop plans for the Granger property, south of UVA's Fontaine Research Park. And the Albemarle County Planning Commission reviews the draft housing goals in the AC44 Comprehensive Plan update. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, Saturday is Small Business Saturday, and Community Bikes is preparing to celebrate. On November 25th, the organization will be celebrating 90s Day, with 25% off of 90s rebuilds, followed by a 90s ride at 3.15pm. Click a link in the newsletter to find out more on Instagram. Stopping by would be a great way to help celebrate community bikes surpassing its 2023 goal of distributing bicycles for both kids and adults. The organization expresses their heartfelt thanks to those who have kept bike donations rolling through their doors. They also want to express endless gratitude to the staff and volunteers who lovingly restore donated bikes, ensuring they are safe for their new owners. So celebrate Small Business Saturday this week at Community Bikes. To find out more and learn about the recent donation of a new van donated by GEICO, visit communitybikes.org. There are seven weeks until the General Assembly begins, or 42 days if you prefer to calculate that way. Democrats will control both the House of Delegates and the Senate for the second half of Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration, barring any special elections. Here's a look at the first bills filed so far, which indicate the majority party will try to use its slim margin in both chambers. Delegate Jayon Ward has filed a bill to increase the minimum wage to $13.50 an hour by 2025 and to $15 by 2026. Senator Louise Lucas has filed a companion bill in the Senate. Delegate Dan Helmer has filed legislation to make it a Class 1 misdemeanor to trade or possess assault firearms and large-capacity ammunition feeding devices. Senator Cree Deeds is carrying the same bill in the other chamber. Delegate Tony Wilt has filed a bill to repeal a requirement that the State Air Pollution Control Board implement standards for no-emissions and low-emissions vehicles by 2025. Senator Richard Stewart has filed the companion bill. Delegate Charniel Herring has filed for a constitutional amendment for the fundamental right to reproductive freedom. Multiple patrons are carrying the bill in the Senate. Delegate Elizabeth B. Bennett Parker has filed a constitutional amendment that would restore voting rights to those who have served time for a felony upon the end of their release from incarceration. Senator Mamie Locke has introduced the same bill in the Senate. And finally, for this time, Senator Bryce Reeves has filed a bill to allow Orange County to establish a Department of Real Estate assessment and to enter into a joint arrangement with an adjacent locality. Earlier this year, Riverbend Development filed an application for a rezoning of undeveloped land just south of the University of Virginia's Fontaine Research Park that is cut off from vehicular access by the Norfolk Southern Railroad. The company's latest plans for the Granger property would see 200 units built on the southern portion of the 70-acre tract, with access onto Sunset Avenue extended previous discussion of this property has included talk of a roadway called the Sunset Fontaine Connector. Here's a portion of the Albemarle County Southern and Western Neighborhoods Comprehensive Plan. When constructed, the Sunset Fontaine Connector should be a two-lane urban street with curb, gutter, sidewalks, street trees, and bicycle lanes. Albemarle staff sent out comments to Riverbend Development on October 27th and generally found the project to be favorable. You can take a look at the entire 27-page document in a link in the newsletter, but here's a section that you might want to listen to now. The application is generally consistent with the comprehensive plan's recommendations for the property, but could be strengthened with additional improvements along Sunset Avenue. These recommendations include sidewalks, street trees, and bicycle lanes along Sunset Avenue and connections through the Granger property to Stribling Avenue. That portion of Stribling Avenue is a two-lane gravel road that extends from the city neighborhood out to Fontaine Avenue. The comments asked for more details to be provided. A community meeting was held for the project last Thursday at the November meeting of the 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committee. Recordings are not available, and I did not attend, but we learn from the materials that Riverbend is seeking more time to respond with revisions to the plan. They have until May of 2024 to resubmit. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. There's been a lot of activity in passenger rail in recent years, but what's really going on? On Monday, November 27th, Virginians for High-Speed Rail will hold the latest in a series of town halls with a look at the Virginia State of Rail 2023. Three top officials will give a briefing. They are Jennifer DeBrol, the director of Virginia's Department of Rail and Public Transportation, DJ Statler, the executive director of the Virginia Passenger Rail Authority, and Rich Dalton, the CEO of Virginia Railway Express. You can find the videos of the first two programs in this year's series at a link in the newsletter. These are on the impact of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act on America's rail network and a net zero Amtrak for a sustainable future. Register for the event at VHSR.com. The second phase of Albemarle County's four-phase review of the comprehensive plan is winding down. On November 14th, the Planning Commission discussed the goals and objectives for two draft chapters. One is on housing and the other is on economic development. This story concentrates on housing. Here is Tori Kanalopoulos, a principal planner in Albemarle's Community Development Department.
1: We want to make sure that we're on track before we dive into the action steps and see if anything may be missing so far. Goals are the vision for where we want to be as a community in the future. And the outcomes are and the objectives are the outcomes or targets to move us in that direction. And the action steps are how we implement the plan.
0: Questionnaires are still available through the end of the year for several of the chapters. One of them is on the housing chapters, which has a whole report for you to read if you're so interested. Links in the newsletter. The first draft goal of the housing chapter reads, Albemarle will increase the overall housing supply and housing choice with a variety of housing types to meet the diverse housing needs of current and future Albemarle residents.
1: Having housing choice available in our community is an important aspect of the comp plan. That refers to having a variety of housing types at a variety of price points. This allows for more options based on preferences, life stages, household size, and household income. Housing is considered affordable when a household spends no more than 30 percent of its gross monthly income on housing costs.
0: The housing chapter will build off of the housing Albemarle policy that was adopted by the Board of Supervisors in July of 2021. The overall goal is to provide direction to reduce barriers to production of more housing. Some input has already been received through the survey process.
1: Feedback includes a need for infrastructure to keep up with growth regional coordination on housing, more requirements and incentives for affordable units with new development, more market rate units, more affordable real estate taxes, and ways to measure success.
0: Feedback was also taken at a virtual open house on November sixth, at which a handful of people attended, as well as a listening session at Java. Input from all of these events carries a lot of weight.
1: To summarize the input from both of these events, we heard that there is concern about the limited supply of land in the development areas, that affordable housing in the rural area could be explored, and that community land trusts and county-owned land should be explored for affordable housing. We also heard that affordable housing specifically planned for seniors is needed with accessibility, walkability, transit, and safe places to gather on site.
0: Commissioner Nathan Moore said he thought there were a lot of lofty goals he was concerned about specific steps to ensure implementation happens
2: the goals here are not what I would think of as goals they're more the vision bullets um and so there's definitely and even the objectives i think uh left me feeling like, like i kept writing down how 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 uh you know it was a lot of um uh laudable things in in the mix, Um, some just so, so broad that
0: it was like, what is this saying? Like, prevent homelessness where possible through homelessness prevention. I mean, okay. Moore said more needs to be done to ensure that people who work in Albemarle can afford to live within its boundaries.
2: You know, I've been thinking about how we all think about a good community and it can be walkable and it can be bikeable and it can be environmentally friendly and all that. But if our baristas and our CNAs and our teachers and our firefighters have to come in from Green or have to come in from Waynesboro, have to
0: come in from Fluvanna, it's not a community, it's a theme park. Moore called for consideration of an upzoning like the one happening in Charlottesville in order to help the county meet the stated goal of building over 10,000 new units by 2040. Commissioner Lonnie Murray agreed with Commissioner Moore's support for investment in land trusts, but disagreed on another of his points. I would not be a fan of broad up zoning since it can cause speculation, making land and
2: homes even less affordable. And also it could re- uh, remove any incentive for affordable housing. If the If you already have the zoning you want, there's no reason to
0: proffer affordable housing. Murray also said that many barriers to development are in place to ensure that impacts to the environment are mitigated and that people who live in the new developments will be safe. So I think, you know, there's a difference between barriers and
2: unnecessary barriers. Mm. And so I would encourage that word, injecting the word unnecessary in there, recognizing that not all barriers are necessarily bad.
0: Commissioner Karen Firehawk said she supported feedback that encouraged the county to allow construction of so-called Tiny houses. I think, though, that we're going to have to really investigate our zoning because right now there is really no way to build a tiny house community in Albemarle County. Um, But not everyone wants a patch of lawn that they have to mow. A lot of people like to have a, a commons and, you know, a community garden that they can all take care of. Firehawk echoed Moore's concern about some of the goals and objectives being vague. She offered some specifics. Like to see more on mortgage down payment assistance uh, for public service sector employees. Um, so, for example, police and fire, teachers. Um, some communities have really robust programs that help subsidize the down payment. Commissioner Fred Missel also wanted the language to be a little more pointed and perhaps a little more realistic. I would encourage us to focus on a balance between aspirational and achievable. Because I think oftentimes we say things that we feel are often right, and they are right, but we don't end up having the ability to achieve them. For instance, Missel pointed out that the housing Albemarle plan came with a requirement that 20% of new units in a rezoned development be affordable at a lower price point than 80% of the area median income. But he added that's not been implemented because a series of incentives for developers has not yet been finalized or approved. It's been two years. We're still seeing applications that are coming in at 15 percent, at 80 percent AMI for 10 years. Commissioner Julian Bivens said he was skeptical the county will be able to make gains on affordable housing goals until it partially re-examines the long-held growth management policy that restricts development to roughly 5% of the county.
2: I don't know how you create any program that will change the return on investment the developer looks at.
0: Vivens added that if the county does stay within the growth area boundaries, more efforts need to be done to shore up the transportation network.
2: My sense is that if we are absolutely committed to five percent, then we have to be very creative on how we bring and connect the five percent across the city of Charlottesville. So that in fact, we have a much broader network.
0: Vivens expressed skepticism about whether the county and the city would be able to cover the cost of everything needed to make that happen. Commissioner Missile also said that if the county is going to grow, it's going to need money to pay for infrastructure to go with more people. He said there should be a comprehensive plan goal about the reality of funding needs. You know,
2: in looking at Northern Virginia and looking at other areas, I mean, it just there, the funding, the commitment of the locality is so strong that I think unless we start really purposely and intentionally growing, that we'll be not able to achieve anything that is not just aspirational, but actually
0: actual. Commissioner Moore also said that the county needs to increase the amount of money that goes to address issues, citing affordable housing as one area where the Board of Supervisors has invested. And we also have
2: a lot of wealth in this community to do something about it. Uh, We may not have the political will, but we've got the capacity. And we have a recent history of investing in public goods or things that the Board of Supervisors decides are public goods. You know, we just bought a whole lot of land around Camp Ravana to subsidize the military industrial complex. There's good reasons to do that in the case they did, Um, but we could do similar with other things.
0: Moore referred to the decision in May to spend $58 million to purchase 462 acres near Rivanna Station in order to help stop the land from being bought by others who might encroach on the U.S. Army base. The county continues to conduct due diligence on the site and to seek other partners to help cover the cost of the land. The transaction with developer Wendell Woods' United Land Corporation of America has not yet closed. The Planning Commission also discussed economic development at their meeting on November 14th. You can view the entire meeting on YouTube. Guess where the link is? Next up for AC44, the Albemarle Planning Commission will meet with the Board of Supervisors on December 4th. The meeting will be at 1 p.m. at the North Fork Discovery Park. It is now the end of 6.05, and it's the penultimate day before Thanksgiving, and I took a holiday yesterday, and I'm not sure when I'll return with a new edition. There is still a lot to write to preview Charlottesville City Council's December 5th public hearing on the development code, and I'm hoping to get something posted by Monday. When? Take a look at my page on Substack Notes to get updates. I just have to say I'm grateful to all of you who listen to this, and if you're not paying for a subscription, that's perfectly fine. I mostly just want to make sure that maybe you're sharing this with people and giving me feedback. Thank you to the person who's told me to mix these levels differently. And um, I do all this work out of a conviction that communities need access to what gets discussed by appointed and elected officials. And an informed public seems to make more sense than an uninformed one. Thank you to Ting for their unique sponsorship. I wish you Thanksgiving and uh, have a great time. And maybe there'll be another episode of this program. Who knows? Goodbye. And Gobble Gobble?